welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with me, Mac Atram, your business coach. And today you are in for a treat. I have an expert in the arena of helping executives and business owners in the, in the space of architecture, Creative. So if you're a creative person, whether you're a designer, an architect, or anything like that, you really want to pay, uh, pay attention. Even if you're not a creative, but you are in business, you still need to pay attention. Now, I'm going to introduce very shortly Gail Dobie. And Gail has a system, a process, and she helps creatives increase their profitability. Listen up by up to 512% through what she does. Do I have your attention? All right. So listen very carefully. Gail, welcome to the Business Success Show. Thank you, Mac. I'm so delighted to be here. Nice to meet you. Likewise, all the way from Denver, Colorado. So thank you for making time to be with us here. My pleasure. Gail, I think a, a poignant point would be to start off with, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you start as an entrepreneur or doing what you're doing now? <laughs> what happened? Well, I think like most people, we we might have dreams when we're growing up. And I thought, oh, I, I wanted to grow a business. And I thought about that from the time I was in high school. And so I was a little bit um, entrepreneurial at that time, but I just didn't know it. So I ended up going to work for a big Fortune 500 company, and I got some great training in sales and marketing, and that eventually ended up going to work on my own and just doing some consulting. And the next thing you know, friends started asking me to help me help with their homes. And so I decided I would start a business. And like most people, that's how it all comes about, is you just fall into it because people are kind of pointing you that direction. You don't really have a choice. Right. So you've been pulled that way. And what business was it you started? I know it was in a creative space, but what was right. it specifically? Well, it was actually an interior design business right. here in Denver. And it was uh, one of those experiences where you have a finance degree, you have a design degree, you have some experience, but all of a sudden you realize that you really don't know anything about running a business. Uh -huh. so I don't know if you ever had that experience yourself. Just, just because you had some business training doesn't mean that you know anything about running a business. Absolutely. Listen, I say to people all the time, your degree, your business degree, your MBA, does, that, does not give you the business experience. There's nothing better than getting started and learning the hard way. I, I, have, I have an MBA. And when I started my business, it was, oh my goodness, you mean I've just come from corporate and generally if I have a problem, I'll call IT. If I have a problem with this thing, I'll speak to HR. If I have a problem with this thing, I'll speak to accounts. You mean I've got to do it all? Exactly. <laughs> I've got to do it all? So, uh, 
sales, marketing, everything. So I know exactly what you mean. So what was it like, you know, in the early days in your own business and you started off as a consultant, you're getting pushed more and more business. What was it like? What happened? What were some of the hurdles you had? Oh, gosh, if I could just list all of them, I, I think I would be depressed. <laughs> but there were so many. And as most people, you start the business and you have this idea, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, I am just going to go out there and I'm going to start designing. Well, guess what? That has nothing to do with business. Mm. And even though you may have some knowledge of business, it doesn't tell you that. And I know one of the things that you do in particular is teach people how to sell. Right. And um, if you can't sell, then you can't really run a business. So if you don't like sales, if you're afraid of it, if you're intimidated by talking to people on the phone and convincing them that they should hire you versus somebody else, you don't belong in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And was marketing and sales, which is a challenge for a lot of small business owners who right. don't have that background, was that a challenge for you? Did you have to learn how to do that or did it come naturally? Well, there's nothing natural about learning marketing and sales. And I think it has to be intentional. And I did work for a Fortune 500 company and they did have a sales and marketing program. So I did get some really fabulous training and it was great, but it was also decades ago. And it's not exactly what you do now. Uh -huh. So if you have to apply it to today, the one thing I would tell people is don't expect that once you learn something that you've got it because it changes constantly. And the way that you interact today is so different than it was way back when, when I started with a Fortune 500 company. So all of those experiences were great, but the biggest thing is that you have to learn how to learn. And then you also have to learn how to pivot. And if you can't do that, then you probably also should not be in business for yourself because it takes a lot of grit and fortitude and determination to build a really strong and successful business. So how, what do you think about that? I, I totally agree. You know, as you were saying, it takes a lot of fortitude, resilience. And so the question I was going to ask you then, if you were to advise someone who is getting into business new, or they just started their business waiting for it to kick off, but every single week they, oh, I better get, I want to give up on this. I want to give up on this. It does, doesn't seem to go right. What would you advise them? And I suppose I'm coming from more of the mindset uh, arena. Sure. What would you say? Well, if you're not challenged to think about quitting at least once a year, then there's something wrong. <laughs> you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough and you're going to have challenges. Uh -huh. Just like none of us could have predicted COVID. How in the world would we have predicted COVID? And yet I, I have to tell you that I have a friend that actually did tell me um, early on before it actually became an issue and they shut things down all over the world. He already was aware of it. And he said, oh, my gosh, you should be planning for this. Well, you know, sometimes you have these people that are maybe they have the foresight. They're thinking uh -huh. ahead. They're thinking about the problems that they could encounter as they're running their businesses. And that is the savvy entrepreneur because you can't look at it just with rose colored glasses and believe it's all gonna be great. And just because you have a great idea that you're going to be successful. You also have to plan for the downturns and the things that could come up that are, are going to derail you and may actually get you to a point where you think, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna quit.
Right. And, right. Um, I, I, I definitely remember moments in my entrepreneurial life where I thought, even in this business where I might quit. And mm -hmm. I even had my husband at one point say to me, and this is right after the 2008 recession, he said, you know, maybe you should just go get a job. <laughs> and I said, well, first of all, I'm unemployable. So, <laughs> so right. that's not going to work. And um, I just have to figure this out. So I just kept forging ahead and figuring it out, solving the problems, uh, having the sleepless nights, just like everybody else. We all go through those. I'm Absolutely. sure you've had those too, right? I, I have had plenty of those uh, <laughs> through my over two decades as an entrepreneur. I've had sure. many, many of those. And, and, and like you said, the pandemic hits, you have to pivot and yes. it takes resiliency. And you have to, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I often say, be, keep training yourself, keep developing yourself, be coachable, keep learning. Why? Because when in, in the eventuality that something changes, you're prepared, you're ready because you prepared yourself from a mental standpoint. Now I'm not talking about the business mechanics. We know business is pretty simple, you know, find clients who have problems, service them, give them a good service, get them keep um, buying from you and, and treat them well, and you'll have a good business. But alongside of that, there are some things that you can't control, but you yeah. certainly can maneuver through that river uh, and, and provide good service. Now, Gail, the, um, one of the things you're very good at is helping your clients become more profitable. Do you have a process or model or framework that you go through with them to allow them to, you know, have increases of 100%, 200%, over 500% in some cases in terms of profit? In other words, more money in the business and potentially more money they can pay themselves and have a great lifestyle. Absolutely. Well, and I think this is just because I love spreadsheets. I'm, I'm a geek that way. All right. And uh, having that finance background, one of the things I started doing was developing my own tools to teach my clients. And so I started developing these tools to help them uh, figure out exactly how much they needed to earn in their business so that they could accomplish their dreams, not just their expenses, but their dreams. And I needed to know that number. I needed that bottom line of what they needed to earn in their business year by year for me to start developing a model for them. And so then I developed a three-year model and a framework and a dashboard for their businesses where I actually helped them model out what they were spending on key categories like marketing and advertising or what they were going to spend for their employees and who they should hire and when they should hire and how they should pay. And then I showed them based on all of those things, what it really cost them to run their business. And then also what they needed to do in terms of pricing to make the kind of profit that they needed to make. So they could see it, it was black and white. They had no choice but to face the reality that mm. the numbers don't lie and that you have to make some changes in order to increase your profit. You just can't do the same thing and just go get more sales. That doesn't solve the problem. You have to fix the financial model behind that. So that's what I started developing was a proprietary process about how I help them with that planning process. And that has led to these amazing results that I've had with some of my clients. That's fantastic. You know, you're a bit of an anomaly and I say that kindly. <laughs> what I mean by that 
is many creatives that I know in the entrepreneurial space do not love Excel. They, do, they don't like spreadsheets. They don't like numbers. They don't want to crunch the numbers. Give me my creative time. Let me create. Let me do this. Let me give the ideas. How do you, because you've got, you seem to have both that left brain, right brain um, hemispheres are working in tangent. You're, you're, you're creative as well as, hey, the reality is the numbers. <laughs> How did that come about? How did you, be, you know, were you always like that? What happened? Uh, I, I've always been like that. Okay. And I'm either blessed or cursed to have both sides of the brain because it doesn't shut off. <laughs> wow. You know, and I was thinking about it because last night I was working on something that I needed to fix in my own business. Nothing major. It's, it has to do with marketing. And I couldn't sleep because my brain was having to process this and figure out the problem. So that's usually one to two in the morning for me. And uh, that's usually when I do wow. some of my best thinking is one to two in the morning. So you've had some time to sleep for a little while and you've given your brain a rest and then your subconscious starts to work. And then all of a sudden it wakes you up with uh -huh. the process that you need to go to, to make the decision. So I, I literally do some of my best thinking at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow, okay, that's, that's amazing. Well, that, Gail, your first book, Business Breakthrough. Tell us about that. I understand this, um, the subheading is your creative value blueprint to get paid what you are worth. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I do believe that that is the reason we all should be aware that we're in business to make money. We're here to mm. make a profit. We are not here just to keep busy. So that is such an interesting concept for some people. And I think what's really interesting, um, in particular, my industry, who I serve the most, they're creatives. And we have a lot of people that are coming back into the workforce after raising kids. We've got 85% female. And as we start understanding the people that we're serving, we understand that they are wanting to have something that they can enjoy and to do after their kids are grown in many cases. And in some cases they go way beyond that and they want to build a real business, something that has multi-million dollars of revenue and they want to make a lot of profit in their business and they want to contribute to their family, but they don't start there. And they often start with a mindset that is not where it needs to be to grow to that level. So I know you're really big on mindset too. It's yeah. such a big issue to focus on your mindset because if you can work on yourself, if you can develop yourself personally, mm. and if you can continue to learn, this is when you're going to find out what you're made of. And you're also going to push yourself further to go for those bigger goals that you might not have thought about even five or 10 years ago. So what I love to see is when the light bulb goes off for people and they start feeling confident about their numbers, about what they're doing, that they're contributing to their family. And I think there's something that shifts in people as soon as they come to that idea of, I'm, I actually am a CEO of my business that just happens to do design or architecture or something that's creative or any of the businesses you're working with, you kind of get to that mindset shift. And once that happens, I think that everything changes for people. And um, I think that that idea that we have to work on ourselves first is really mm. critically important. And that's something that I start with in the book. 
Awesome. So great book. Came out last year, March 2021, I believe. And within six weeks became an Amazon bestseller. Congratulations. Very much. Well done. Well done with that. Now, how do you get creatives who love what they're doing, but don't know how to run a business and they need help? How do you get those type of entrepreneurial people to change, to not just trading time for hours, but actually creating a proper business? Well, don't you think you have to start with a vision for your business first, something where you no. actually know where you're going? Um, because otherwise, you're just going day to day answering your cell phone, and that is determining the what you do for that day. And we have to think in a longer term horizon about what we can build. And then we need a framework from which to build. And so there are a lot of structural things that we have to put in place in all of our businesses. I don't care what business you run, you need to do things structurally. And then as you start growing, you have different challenges along the way. And your job is to navigate those. But as you and I both know, it really makes a huge difference to have someone like a coach help you along the mm -hmm. way because they'll shortcut your process. They'll save you years. They'll save you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes because there is a way to build a business logically and rationally so that you actually have work-life balance. And I think that is one of the things that is so key is just to make sure that you're not just jumping in and doing it without a plan because without a plan how do you know you're on the yeah. right track yeah absolutely absolutely you know um gail you talk about and it may be in your book you talk about creative value blueprint yes. what yes. is the creative value blueprint and how does that work well first of all i think that creatives often do not understand that they're running a business first mm. and so when they jump into it they don't really know how to build it so that's what the blueprint is all about and so we start off and we believe there are three major pillars that people have to be able to do well and one is to have that foundational um, blueprint or model that they're building to so we don't want them to stay broken we want them to be powerful in what they're doing and then the third or the second part is really about mindset. Who are you? What are you trying to do? Why are you doing it? Right. What's your purpose and where is your power behind that? What is your abundance mentality? And then that third part is really about having a community and support network that will help you succeed. And that is everything from the right clients to the right uh, people that are supporting you on your team to having um, a collective of people supporting you and also a coaching um, element of that as well. Because I think that if you want to go anywhere, you go find somebody who's an expert and hire that person and you will get there a lot faster. Awesome. I love that. I love that there, Gail. So Gail, what's the, um, what do you think is the key difference between a financially successful business owner compared to one who just seems to be struggling week in, month out, month out, month in, month out, year in, year out. What is what is the key difference, you think? Well, a couple of things. First of all, you do need to have some financial knowledge. And it is something that everyone can learn. I don't care if you're a creative and it, the numbers go 
over the head. That's what mm -hmm. I've seen most times is you see this little swooping action. Yeah. And I tell people, you can learn this. Trust me, you can learn it. In fact, this week I'm doing a five-day challenge to teach my clients how to read financial statements. Once you have that, you have the power to know how to change your trajectory of your business. You need a budget. You need to know what it costs to operate and what it costs, how to make profit in the business. And if you don't know that, then you're going to flounder. You probably won't make money and you may not stay in business. So there is great incentive to overcome your fears and just know that you can learn this even if you are creative. Right. So you have to understand the financial numbers. Yes. Got to know the difference between your gross profit, your net profit, the yes. cash flow. Yes. <laughs> You've got to know all of that because not knowing that, you may think, hey, I've got money in the bank and or my net profit, my uh, income statement says I've got money. But the reality is you may be heading down uh, in a few months time. There, there may be nothing there. So you've got to understand how all this comes together. Right. I, I have a great that. story to share about that. I have yeah. a client that was in our program and she was there were two people from her firm in our program. And one day she came to me and she said, I don't understand this. I have 21% net profit, but I don't have any money. <laughs> I said, Let me look at your balance sheet. And I looked at her balance sheet and I about fell over. She had spent, she had drawn out all of the cash of her business. So she thought just because she had cash in the business that she could spend it. And I said, no, 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 That's you right. cannot do that. You need to leave about half of that net profit in the business so that you have something to grow on. So go. that was just a, a shock to me. And I've ever since then, I talked to people about how much they need to have reserves and how much they can spend out of their net profit. Wow. I love that. So can you, um, so, so numbers are so, so important, but I wanted to go down the same route you you mentioned earlier on which is about your business is there to serve your life desires your life goals what it is you really want why you started this business in the first place if you like you know when i think about myself i started my very first business two decades ago and within a few short years i started struggling things weren't going right um i'm failing i'm losing money and really lost the reason why I started my business. So I had to go through some coaching help, some trainings, and I eventually fixed that business. I sold that business and I've set up numerous other businesses and, and made a lot of money after that. But people do get lost. Pete, when your business overcomes you, it takes over your life. It's very dangerous, right? right. So how do you create that situation where your business serves you and not the other way around. Well, that's where I think it's important to have that plan. If you don't have the financial plan to get where you're going and then you don't structure it appropriately with a team because you need a team to help you get there because you can get a lot of places a lot faster if you have team. And if you understand what the levers are that you can pull to make more money in your business, then you can have the life that you want. I have watched people go in our programs from losing money to buying their own build, uh, building and having the time to go and travel for five weeks at a time 
and being able to step away from their business because they finally have things set up so that they are not in the business. They are owning the business. They're working on the business. So I'm sure you do the same thing with your clients. And it's so important to get to that point. So just know that there is a pathway. You may not be on it yet, but you are at least thinking about it. If you're listening to this podcast mm -hmm. that you want to get beyond where you are right now. And this is all learnable. It is all possible for you to get beyond this. Yeah, no, I like it. that's fantastic. But thanks for sharing that. One of the things I often teach our clients is about business growth. How are you going to grow your business? And uh, four pillars that we often talk about, you know, you've got to be excellent. You've got to really learn marketing and be excellent at marketing in terms of the lead generation. You've got to learn how to sell. Like you mentioned earlier on, Gail, you've got to learn how to sell, sell your ideas, sell your vision, sell your products, sell your services. You've got to learn how to start putting systems and automation in place, because if you don't, you're going to be working so hard and it's hard to scale your business. And one of the points you've just raised is number four, which is the team. If you can't, if you can't put a team together, whether it's a virtual assistant, part-time, flexible, full-time person, then it's going to be hard to grow your business and you're often going to be working too hard. So when it comes to putting a team together or hiring the right talent, what are some of the biggest mistakes that employers make when hiring? <laughs> what are some of those? Oh my gosh, one of my favorites and one that I see often is they hire people like them. And they hire people because they like them in the interview process. So they make decisions emotionally about something that needs to be a little bit more logical too. So it's great to like someone, but it's also really important to know if that person has the capacity and the skill set that you're looking for to do the job. So I've seen that happen numerous times. And people make these bad hires and they wonder what, what went wrong. And then the second piece is they don't let these people go if they're not a fit. And so they end up having a toxic situation in their business where they could lose really other great talent in their business because they've kept people that were the wrong hires in the first mm -hmm. place. So it's really important to get that right hire. It's kind of like trying to pick your spouse, because if you hire, if you have the wrong spouse, your life is miserable. Same yeah. thing business <laughs> with your employees is if you don't have the right people on your team, you're going to hate your business. There was a point in my life, in my other business, where I literally hated to go to my own office because I didn't like some of the people on my team. Wow. And it was my company. <laughs> it was my company. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I have got to make a change with this. So at that point, we had 9-11 happened, and then our business just completely was decimated from that. So okay. that's allowed me to lay off the staff and uh -huh. scale back and rebuild. And I have built a completely different business now as a result of learning the hard way. Wow. You know, I love the analogy you gave. If, you, if you're with the wrong spouse, your life is going to be miserable. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. If you've got the wrong team members on board, oh my God. it's not going to be fun for you or for your other team members. And it can be like a having a virus that just suddenly t overtakes the whole culture and uh, changes everything. And that's not what you intended. So I, I, I had those mistakes myself. I've done them myself. Oh my gosh. There, like I said, I didn't want to walk in my own office. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sad. But yeah. the 
but when I started realizing that sometimes we have to have the tough conversations, we can't be nice and have everyone love us or like us. Right. We are responsible for the revenue of our business and for feeding the mouths that we have hired and for taking care of our clients. And so we cannot ignore that. We must make changes and do it quickly if we've made a mistake. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Gail, you know, you're you've been sharing some great information right now. And I just wanted to um, just allow our listeners here that if they want to reach out to you, what is the best way to connect with you for those who are watching and listening? Thank you for asking. And the best way is gaildoby.com forward slash design book. And they can get a copy of my book for just shipping and handling. Oh, nice. So if they're interested in that, um, it's available through Amazon and we'd love to have them download that book and reach out to us if there's anything we can do to answer questions for them. Right. So if you are in business and and you're talking specifically for creatives, uh, interior designers, designers, architects, uh, these type of people, right? Right. Right. Lighting yeah, designers, much. landscape designers, pretty much anybody that's in the creative world. That's who we help. Absolutely. So if you're in that space, reach out to Gail. Um, as she said, gaildoby.com forward slash design book. That's correct. Design book. And actually, we'll put it in here as well. Uh, we'll put it on there so people can click on it. Uh, so I'm going to come back to you in a moment there, Gail, to share any final words that you have. And for all our audience, remember to subscribe, remember to follow. And if there's any specific thing that Gail shared today with you that you thought, oh, that's a nugget there, type into the box, leave a comment, give a thumbs up, give some kind of emoji so we know what you got out of this particular conversation. And remember the Business Success Show, tell your friends, your associates about it as well. So Gail, so what are some last words you'll say to anyone listening in who has either started their business or trying to grow their business and thinking, well, Gail makes a lot of sense. Um, and what's one final thing you'll say, say, look, take this into consideration and use it. Well, the most important thing to me is that you need to believe that you can do this. And if you believe in yourself, just know that all you need to do is learn the skills and you can find those skills. You can get training, you can get mentoring, but just understand that it all starts with you. So personal growth is the key to your business success. And if you can do that, if you can work on yourself, and work on your beliefs, you can accomplish anything you want. Absolutely anything. You heard it from Gail. Personal growth is the secret. It's the secret to your success, your business success. Personal growth comes before business growth. And I totally agree with her. And as one of my mentors says, your business success, your wealth, your income will never ever exceed your personal growth. You have to grow before your business gets to that level because through mindset, through attitude, through habits, through behavior, and you'll eventually get there. Gail, it's been a pleasure speaking with you in, today and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come and share these golden nuggets with us. 
So I want to wish you a very, very great day and enjoy the rest of your day until we catch up again. Thank you, thank you for being on here on the Business Success Show. My pleasure, Mac. You're most welcome. Take care and speak soon.